I wasn't going to add this song in here today. I know I've already done a couple of slow ones, but um, as I was thinking about it, the song's called Leave It There. I could have brought a lot of things with me today. Uh, bean row that got beat out of the ground with rain, and they'd already sprouted, so there wasn't no putting them back. And about half a billion other things I could, I could bring with me, pack on my back like that backpack over there. But I chose to get down and talk to the one who created it all. <laughs> and uh, if them beans was going to take, because I can do this walk with or without beans. That's it don't matter. Right. Right. I figured it was a lot of work, but I got a lot of prayer over them bean rows <laughs> while I was out there. So if that's what those beans were for, then praise God. Yeah, yeah bean prayer. <laughs> Leave it there.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I see hot ain't got nothing on prayer. Oh, yes. Amen. These things are going to happen so consistently that the thing we're going to have to be on guard about is not taking them casually. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to say this because I can, and it's nuts, and one day I'll get to say I told you so. We're going to see somebody raised from the dead. Yes. I believe it. And I got a feeling because somebody said, I don't want to be there when it happens. I got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough weird in my life. Oh, would you like to throw it off? Yeah, you would. All right, man. I like us red to praise and ask God to let the offering go good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the way around looking real sad. Yeah. <laughs> Next time wear some raggedy clothes, please. <laughs> you gotta dress it's hard like that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let's give all the hands. You know how hard it is for her being as basketball she is. Amen. I got something I want to read to you today, and, and then we're going to do something that. Oh. Yes. Put a round lid on a round jar. I don't want you. But I want to read something to you. Unless Rue would like to read it. Would you like to read it? No, would you like to? No, well, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. uh, and then we're going to do something that's going to be awesome. We, we haven't done anything like this before. Today we're going to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now remember, this is our last Sunday in the Senior Center until sometime in mid-September. Sometime in mid-September. It's going to be awesome. <clears throat> I'll let you know what uh, shelter we're in next week just as soon as, uh, as, soon as I do. Alright, I got a few things I want to read about. Ready for this? Shock. Mothers. Hey, hey! Hey, Mom. <laughs> Motherhood is a reverse fairy tale. You start out as the princess in a beautiful gown and wind up the servant in the duster. Uh huh. Alright. You say I get real slow. Motherhood is a fairy tale in reverse. Mm -hmm. You start out as the princess in the beautiful gown and wind up as everybody's servant wearing the raggedy duster. Right. Uh -huh. yep. And uh, now, now, Iris, don't say amen too loud. You either, Stacy. Being a mom to a teenager will make you understand why some animals eat their young. Ooh, Amen. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I knew Rue was going to give me the look on that. I'm right. I'm right. And how about those times when you're sitting around waiting for mom to make dinner and then you realize you are mom? Mm -hmm. uh, then you look around and everybody else is waiting for mom to make the dinner too, right? <laughs> oh, and here's one, mom. There's nothing quite like being told you're wrong by somebody who depends on you for food, clothing, and shelter. Right, right. Yeah. And this is one I know is true. I've tried to break this stereotype, but I still, there are times where, well, let me just read it. Nothing is lost until mom can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen. 
Mom can't find it, that thing is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that ketchup bottle in the fridge, you know the one. One right there in front. How about the mom that deep down in her heart wants to be a Pinterest mom, but is more of an Amazon Prime mom? <laughs> yeah, This is one I know to be true. I told my mom I thought parenting would get easier as the kids got older, and she laughed so hard she cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-oh, Irish. My tween is mad at me, and it could be because of any number of the horrible things I did this morning. I stood in the kitchen, poured coffee, stared out the window, said good morning, and breathed. <laughs> 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 I didn't write it. I didn't And here's one even dads know is true. Kids make a lot of plans for people. They can't drive anywhere. That's right. Can't pay for it. Can't drive to get there. But they make all the plans. That's right. Amen. One mom said, I'm over it. I'm selling my kid on eBay. Her friend said, that ain't right. You made him sell him on Etsy. <laughs> Sorry. I got two girls over here that are laughing to those two. Yeah, I know. That's how I know they're really good. And how about, Mom, that feeling when your kid threatens not to talk to you for the rest of the day? <laughs> Where'd I leave that coffee? I think Olive's got a head start on being a mom. <laughs> or, ladies, when you finally have time for a girls' night and realize your entire wardrobe went out in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids got well, okay. uh, no, can't do that one. I asked to switch seats on a plane because I was next to a screaming baby. Evidently, that don't work if it's yours. <laughs> Motherhood, because going to the bathroom in private is overrated. <laughs> or the two amounts of supper I'm best at cooking, one, not enough, two, enough for 300 people. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. And when a mom says it's spicy, you won't like it, that really means it's really good and she don't want to share it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Huh? One lady said, I love my kids, just not enough to flip the fish sticks halfway through the cooking, but I love them. <laughs> Mom's recipe for iced coffee. Wake your kids up, make right. your coffee, forget you made your coffee, and then drink it because it's cold. Right, yep. that's right. That's the one. One lady said, Mom, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? And she said, I don't know, I'll ask your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. We use that one on hell of a day. Oh, and speaking of Helen, they say women speak 20,000 words in one day. I have a daughter who gets that done by breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just not. <laughs> it's me, it's me, old boy. <laughs> Let's see. Please excuse the mess. My kids are making memories. Memories of me yelling at them to clean up the mess. <laughs> Some days I do yoga and don't yell at my kids. Other days I scream at my kids while I'm eating cake by the kitchen sink. It's called balance. Right. Yeah. I love it when I find myself screaming, stop screaming at my kids. 
That's why I teach them iron. <laughs> Other moms, are you okay? Let's clean that up. I'll take care of you. My mom, if you'd have listened when I told you not to do that, you'd be all right now. I'm not looking at Stacy, not, not once. <laughs> Silence is golden, unless you have olive, then it's suspicious. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, two more. One minute you're young and cool, maybe even a little dangerous, and next you're reading Amazon reviews for birdseed. Yeah. yeah. It happens that fast. If you don't understand that, your day's coming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the last one. This is one my brother got me in trouble with yesterday, by the way. Oh. Why was the house so neat on Mother's Day? Because Mom spent all day Saturday cleaning it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dan puts one smart out meme on Facebook, adds more conviction out than 19 serving. Yeah. Oh, wow. 53 yeah, clean homes on Mother's Day. Right. 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 You get it done before I fight Okay, tomorrow. <laughs> I tried it. That is I got a black eye on Friday and a clean house on Sunday. I'm not sure what you're doing. Okay, we're going to do something super awesome today. We are going to ask Nathan to scoop back one table. We're going to ask you three lovely young ladies to come up to Nathan's table. Uh oh. Bring your Bible. Never leave home without it. Bring your little sling on your purse. Iris, we're going to need you to come right up here. Please and thank you. Here we go. Double two. <laughs> <laughs> I received what I do. I thought it was Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're having Sunday school. Hmm? Sunday. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what's that? <laughs> we're gonna do something really cool, Dave. My my wife. She, uh, I mentioned, I may mention the fact before here a few times that uh, the church has to work together. That the Sunday school department uh, that teaches to the the kids of all ages and the Sunday school department teaches to adults ought to work hand in hand, teaching along the same lines as many times as possible. Uh, and what I mean by that is like. Uh, for the uh, children's Sunday school classes, uh, when they get dismissed, for the teachers to be teaching about uh, honoring your mother and father, uh, about what God thinks, uh, how a child should behave with their parents, and how a parent should treat the child. And then what's really cool is if, while the kids are learning that back there, Jimmy, if the adult teachers out here teaching the adults and the parents the same thing from the parent perspective, right? right. What that does is it makes the, the church strong and whole and well-rounded and balanced because the kids are learning a principle from the kid's point of view and the parents are learning the principle from the parent's point of view. And then here's where we have to work together that the kids are going to take what they learn home and work on trying to do those things and the parents have to take what they learn home and work on trying to do those things. Where with the child, their lesson might be that uh, you have to obey your parents, right? And that if they don't, that God won't like it, even if the parents let them get away with it. But then I'm out here teaching the parents that the children have to obey, and that even if the parents are okay with their children not obeying, that God's not. So then when the children go home and the parents go home, what needs to happen?
happens is the kids got to go home and work at it the best they can, but the parents also have to go home and work at it the best they can. Where if they let their children their children just be raised free range, like some people do their chickens, just turn them out in the morning and call them back in the night. I've met a lot of people raise their kids that way, right? But if they do that, then they say, okay, look, we just learned a day. God don't like that. So we're going to go home, and we're not just going to go, bam! It's too right. No, we're going to go home and we're going to start working on stuff. Yeah. Working at it a little yeah. bit at a time. Because nobody can do it all at once, right? right? So that makes the church strong and well-rounded. Well, Jenny will work on her lesson, I mean, all week long. There was one day last week where I was running around. I think it might have been the day uh, I went down to a Wendy's with Amanda. And Kitty gets on her lesson. We have a routine. The best way to have a study life is to have a routine. And know that, like for Kitty, she gets up at a certain time. She knows what she's going to do. Hit the coffee pot. Let the dogs out. Let the dogs in. And then she's got her laptop on the table warming up. Gets the coffee done. Sits down at the table. And every single day, it's like that old Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts commercial. Time to make the donuts. And if you do that every morning, pretty soon, you won't allow anything to break your routine. And guess what will happen? God, because he sees you're serious about making an appointment with him, will start meeting you there every day at the same time. He'll even be waiting for you there. And you can always tell when he was waiting for you there is if you let something get in the way and you get distracted and go out and do whatever. Because the whole time you're doing whatever, it's bothering you that you ain't where you were every other morning doing your study. And the reason it's bothering you is because God's back here going like you did to Adam. Where art thou? <laughs> right? So he has this routine. And I have one too. And that's how we got our nose in the book so much. And how we're able to, to take stuff and break it down and share it with other people where it can make a difference in their lives. Okay? So the other day, Kitty got on one. And it was the day I went down to Mandis. And I was gone eight, nine, ten hours that day. Well, Kitty only stopped studying maybe two hours before I got home. And when I talked to her off and on throughout the day, she's like, man, I went to stop studying, but. And I said, I get it. Trust me. I get it. I don't care. Leave the dishes in the sink. Yeah. I'm a lot better. I got a lot better marriage if my wife gets stuck in the Bible for eight yeah. hours. Right. I'd rather have dirty dishes in the sink and a wife stuck in the Bible yeah. for eight hours than a wife washing dishes for eight hours and never cracks open the Bible. Yeah. It ain't my turn. I got to show up. <laughs> so anyway, she has been working on a Mother's Day lesson. And I asked her a few days ago when she was telling me about it. She'll run over with me, you know. And I told her, I said, man, that is good stuff. And I, and I told her, I said, that's adult level stuff. And it's not so complicated that the kids can't get it, but it is meat. And I said, hey, how about this? Would you do me a favor? And she's like, what? And she does like Damon does when I ask for no. Do me a favor. They both know. Like, what? <laughs> they don't say yes. I ask them if they'll do me a solid. They're not like some people. Some people are like, yeah, what do you need? Damon and Kitty's like, what? He <laughs> said, what? They said, would you teach that? Teach your lesson to the kids, but with the adults in the class? Because that's good rock solid stuff. And she's like, oh, you know what happens? I start to, uh, backwards talking. So what? You know what happens? I backwards talk starting. I said, yeah, that's exactly what happens sometimes. But it's okay. You have an advantage because everybody here is your family. Amen. Yeah. I mean, we sit at the picnic table out the park and mm -hmm. pop up talking about the Bible. It ain't no yeah. different. Right. You're just going to get up and share with your family what it is you put together for the kids for Mother's yeah. Day. Now, don't have a panic attack. 
when that kitty is done, you're going to go do your craft. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you pay attention. Remember, you put the treat in there. You put the treat in the other room. So we are And going you're going to go and do your craft if you pay attention. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to ask Kitty to come. And she's going to teach Sunday school. Come on, young lady. Let's give her a hand. Amen. I'm very nervous. When Bless I started her, uh, teaching the kids again after a long time, a long time. of not uh -huh. teaching, I was very nervous in front of them. For now, I'm not even sure I'm over that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when he asked me if I would teach in front of everybody today, I told him I'd pray about it. Well, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I forgot to pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I had it made up in my mind. I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this morning, I, I asked him, I said, do you have time? Because I went through it yesterday, and I, I, I'm like, okay, I, I think I've got this, but I want to know that I got this. And so I asked him, I said, uh, can you listen? And he said, yeah. So when I went through it, He's like, man, and I knew it was coming. And he asked if, you know, he said that you really should teach in front of everybody. And I'm like, uh. but I finally, before we left, I said, if you will back, if I get so nervous that I cannot do this, you got to come up and bail me out. Oh, and he agrees. So I'm going to tag him in if I need to. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. And I want to say happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's, Happy Mother's Day. Day. I want you, I want all the mothers. And Lori, I know you will be listening to this. That's right. Happy Mother's Day, Lori. We love you. We miss you. But we're glad you're where you are because you and Travis need it and you deserve it. That's right. Yes. And That's right. I am very, very happy to have the mothers that I have in our church. Amen. I'm very proud of the kids that we have in the church. Yeah, me too. Yes, yeah. Amen. I, yes. I really am. I know they probably think that I'm from uh, an alien world sometimes, but <laughs> and maybe I am. <laughs> but a lot of times I'll give the kids scriptures, and I'll say, we're going to be reading from here. And I've noticed that I've done it the last few times. I cannot. I don't know what I'm going to be able to look at everybody. So... I'll, I'll tell them we're going to be reading from here, and then I open your Bibles, and then I'll wind up just not even looking at it, and they're they're still looking in their Bible, and I'll have to tell them just just stop because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you can go home and look at it, but today um, we are going to go through the Bible. I have several different uh, verses and several different books and chapters, and. It's all on mothers. And something that I want to get across to the kids is that mother, there's mothers everywhere. There's mothers all over. But there's a difference between a mom and a godly mom. That's right. Yes, that's true. Do you girls remember what the lesson was last week? Oh. Olive? What? It was about... Um, a guy and 
No, you don't remember. Well, no, she's talking. Go ahead. There were like two heartlets. Harlots. Harlots as well. Yes. And then I forgot who the king was, but he asked God for wisdom in his dream. And then he said, cut the baby in half. That's good, Ruth. What? It is. Um, it, It was about King Solomon. And King Solomon was the son of King David, the same David that slew the giant Goliath. And Solomon was made a king at a very, very young age. And he followed after the way that his dad went. And because David followed after God. And he would go and burn incense and he would give offerings. And it even talks about how he did a thousand offerings at one time. And he had went to Gibeon and he went to the high place in Gibeon and I'm guessing it's got to be really really tall but it was the high place and after he had had burnt incense and gave offerings he went back to a tent maybe I don't know what it was it doesn't say but it says he went to sleep and while he was sleeping God came to him and talked to him do you girls remember what God asked him Olive? Got to ask him to, um, slide? Huh? Slide? A what? Slide? Just slide? No. Mel knows. Mel knows. Tell him, Mel. Uh, he, they asked him to, uh, give them a king who's going to be next king or something like that. No, what, what he asked him, he said, tell me what you want me to give you. Yeah. And King Solomon said, "You, my my dad, my the king, King David. You loved him, and you've done great by him. You've done, you've given mercy. He 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 loved you. He he did offerings, and and he followed after you. And he said, and you gave him a son. You you blessed him with a son." To sit on the throne instead of him, and that is me. But I'm just a kid. And I don't know how to be a king. And I'm in the middle of all these people, all your people, so many that you can't even count them. You can't even give them a number. And how can I, how can anybody judge all these people? So I ask that you would give me wisdom, that you would give me knowledge, that you would help me to know how to judge your people. And this really pleased God. It blessed him. And he said, okay then, see if I don't do it. He said, I am going to give you what you asked for. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you knowledge. But I'm also going to give you that that you didn't ask for. You didn't ask for me to kill your enemies. You didn't ask for me to make you rich. You didn't ask for to be a big shot. Yeah, big shot. (laughs) He said, so I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. Uh-huh. Amen. He said, you're going to have all that you asked for, 
but you're going to be well respected. You're going to have lots of money. And I'm not going to kill, you know, I, I'm going to do everything that you asked me, plus what you didn't ask me. Right. And so David, when he woke, or Solomon, when he woke up, he realized that it was a dream. So time goes on. I don't know how much time went on, but it says two women, two harlots. And that is a woman that has lots of boyfriends, and she can even be married at the same time. Best way to put it. It's a bad woman. Yes, naughty. <laughs> Very naughty. <laughs> so these two women, one woman, they live in this house, just these two women. And in this house, one woman had how many babies? One. Right. Uh -huh. And three days later, another woman had how many babies? Two. One. Okay. Well, while they're in this house where nobody else is, <coughs> in the middle of the night after the woman, the second woman had her baby, she had rolled over on her baby and suffocated it and it died mm -hmm. and at midnight she got up and she went and laid her dead baby next to the other woman and took her live baby and placed it in bed with her and I can imagine the war that went on in that house <laughs> and there they weren't getting anywhere so they went before the king King Solomon was just a child who may even have been Olive's age and here he, here they are and they're telling King Solomon we live in this house together just the two of us there's nobody else there and this woman I had my baby one day and then three days later she had her baby and in the middle of the night, she got up, she took my baby and gave me hers because she rolled over on her baby, suffocated it, and it died. And the woman said, uh-uh, the live baby is my baby, the dead baby is your baby. And the other one said, no, the dead baby is your baby, the live baby is my baby. And I'm sure that Solomon probably sat there for a few minutes. Wise man. What did Solomon say after he heard this? He said, could the baby have? Well, he asked for something first. Do you know what he asked for? Do you remember? A sword. A sword, yes. So he told one of the guards, bring me a sword. And the sword, or the guard, <coughs> the sword brought the guard in. The guard brought the sword in. I told you I talked backwards. <laughs> the, the guard brought a sword in. And then King Solomon said what, Olive? He said, cut the baby in half so we can be, um, so, we share can, it? so they can share it and it can be. Yep, cut it in half so she can have half and this one can have half. What did the mom do? Right, why would the mother do that? Because if, it's the mother's, the real mother's baby. She would die for the baby. That's exactly right. A mother will do whatever she's got to do to protect her children. Will she not? Mm -hmm. 
Moms, will she not? Amen. Yes. So this mother, the real mom says, no, no, don't kill it. Don't cut it in half. Let her have it. Just let it live. Even though she wouldn't be able to have that baby herself and raise it herself, she was willing to give that baby over to her so that her baby would live. Mm. What did King Solomon say, Rue? Um, he said that the real Yep. He said, This is the real baby. This is the real mother of this baby. This is her baby. Give it to her. That's good stuff. All right. So today we're talking. Yet last week we talked about two harlots. Two women that weren't in church that didn't follow after God. We don't even know if they 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 profess to even love God. All right. So we're going to be in um, Titus. No, sorry, wrong one. I had it down. Didn't see it right to me. Okay. We're in Deuteronomy. Chapter 6. In verses 5 through 7. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the verse or verses... And then I'm going to go back over to the other side where I have my notes. And I'm going to say what what the kids may not understand what they mean. And, and some of us moms may not understand what it means. And dads. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in the thine house. I don't think I did the last one on it. No, I just did five. Sorry. Okay. That out there. Um, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. What does with all thine heart mean? We are not to love anyone or anything more than we love God. And with all thy soul. This means that we are going to do whatever the word of God tells us to do. And we're going to do it to make sure that we make it to heaven. Yeah, honey. We're in verse 5. What one? All right. And with all thy might. That means I may have made up in my mind to do it with everything that is in me. I am going to serve God. I am going to love God with everything that is within me. Uh -huh. I'm going to do everything I have to do. Everything that I can possibly do. All right. Psalms 127. Psalms 
and verse three. Yeah, I clicked it without and it moved it. Verse 120, or chapter 127, verse 3. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Okay. The children are an heritage of the Lord. What this mean is they are his. They are God's possession. God created children. God created us. And he is only borrowing these children to us. That's right. Amen. And we need to teach them and train them in the way that they are supposed to live, the way that they are supposed to go. And when they learn this, it's always going to be there in their mind. They can never get away from it. That's right. That we need to take, teach them in the way he or she may go. Yeah. And the fruit. What is the fruit? The baby of the womb. God put the baby in your womb, yeah. and it is to be delivered. And that is his reward. That's right. And his reward, a just father leaves an inheritance to his children. Yeah. Now, this isn't just possession. This is knowledge. Mm, nice. This is That's understanding. Right. Right. And we need to teach our children this. Uh -huh. But a just father leaves an inheritance to his children. Yeah. The Lord gives parents a precious possession. They are our possession. Us parents, us mothers and fathers. But we're on mothers today. Right. <laughs> of these children. And the children should be considered as a blessing right. and not a burden. Right. The unborn right. child is a reward from Come the Lord. Amen. Come not on. simply unwanted Bless tissue to be cast aside. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. So we have to show our children how precious they are to right. us. Yeah. How much we love them. That's yeah. right. How much we care about them. Uh -huh. And we do this by training them in the way mm -hmm. that they should go. Yeah. Come on, Mama. That's Proverbs right. 22 and 6. Proverbs 22 and 6. You raise them, you teach them in the way that God has told you yes. to raise them. Uh -huh. Now, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of kids out there that were raised in the truth. Yeah. That know what they're supposed to do. Right. Know how they're supposed to raise their kids. Man. But they're like, you know, my parents were too strict. My parents were too this. My parents were too that. So they said, I'm not going to raise my kids that way. Right. I'm going to let my kids do this. I'm right. going to let my kids do that. Right. 
God is not pleased with that. No. Because God gave us instruction in his word yes, how did. we are supposed to raise our kids. That's right. And it is our responsibilities, Mom, mm -hmm. because we are with them usually more than Dad is. Right. Yeah. And God gave them to us to raise up. Uh -huh. That's right. When we teach them God's ways, they won't ever forget it. Amen. That's right. They won't ever forget it. They'll be out there. They may be out drinking, uh -huh. doing drugs, yeah. doing all kinds of stuff, stealing, lying. Mm -hmm. But when they go to bed at night, <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> and they're going to be, God, God, please don't take me tonight. Uh -huh. I'm uh -huh. not ready. Amen. Yeah. That's right. I'm not ready. And they may have raised their kids a certain way that wasn't the way that you taught them. And they thought they were doing right. Mm -hmm. But when they get older and they see the things that they are doing, especially in the world today. In the world today, there are children committing suicide like never yeah, before. Amen. Amen. There are mothers that are strangling their own children. That's right. There are mothers that are taking them in a van and driving them into the ocean yep. and killing them. Yep. There are mothers that are tearing them piece by piece. Uh -huh. Amen. And that's because they were not raised and brought up in the way that they were taught. Wow. That's right. Amen. Mm, that's right. And if they were never taught, shame on that mom. That's yeah. right. Amen. Come on, that's right. But that's going to come back to them. It will. When they're older, they're going to realize my mom and my dad then my mom tried to keep me from all this yep. pain yep. Mm -hmm. yes yep. amen yep. that's right proverbs 31 <laughs> Verse 25 through 30. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praiseth her. Uh -huh. Many daughters have done virtuously, that thou excellest them all. Yes. Yeah. Favor is deceitful, yeah. and beauty is vain. Yeah. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Yes, That's amen. Right. A woman's strength is her security, her courage, her honesty, having strong moral principles, right. moral uprightness, doing what's right, and not being divided like oh i'll do this one way and this is what god wants and then but i'm going to do this over here the way i want no. you can't be divided no. because when you start playing with the devil the devil is going to pull you in amen and you are going to lose what you've got and it's going to be so hard to come back to it that's true and then there's many, there's many people, many kids that have gone out and said, well, I'll come back later. 
Now, you girls, do you remember me telling you about the guy that Uncle Arliss worked with? And he would witness to him, and he would talk to him, and talk to him about baptism, and they would go drinking. And he told him, you need to... You need to be baptized. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to get in church. And the one guy said, I've got plenty of time. And he went out drinking that weekend, got drunk, and he died. It was too late. We say that, oh, we can come back later. But we always don't get later. Your dad had a later Right. Your Aunt Amanda yep. had a later. Yep. Come on now. But not everybody's got a later. That's right. Yeah. So That's you right. want to live for God now. Right now. You want to do it now. Amen. Right. Honor, comeliness, the quality in a person that has, as a whole, gives pleasure to the senses, a treasure to her family. We want to be kind. We want to be loving, moms. We want our children to know that we love them. And not only our children, but we want our husbands to know that we love them. We want everybody, we want everyone to know we love our children. And we love our husbands. We like that. That's right. And honor. Wait a minute. And her clothing. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't clothing like clothes that you put on. Right. This is how you live your life. Right. This is how the way you act. Not just at home, Uh-oh. but in public. Uh-huh. Not just in public, but at yeah, home. home. That's good. Because a lot of people, and I'm, I'm not naming no names, but there's a lot of people that will act one way out in public uh-huh. and in the church but yeah. when they get home yeah. they're totally different yeah. God sees all he does. God sees you at home God sees you Amen. out in public uh-huh. and God sees you when you're alone yes. yes whether there's anybody else around God sees you Amen. this is the clothing that they put on it's more than actions it's her actions and reactions to everyday life everything that goes on in life a woman can have the fanciest clothes have the prettiest hair have the prettiest eyes the prettiest smile the most beautiful complexion the beautifulest body and could be ugly inside. That's right. She may not be pretty to the rest of the world, but in God's eyes, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And she shall rejoice. She shall be happy. She shall laugh. In time to come, when she meets her reward, when she makes it to heaven. All this is so that we make sure we make it to heaven and we make sure that you make it to heaven. We've got to make it so that you guys get there. She opened up her mouth. She speaks 
with wisdom and good sense. She makes sense. She speaks wisely. She thinks about what she's going to say before she says this, mm-hmm. before she says it. Because sometimes when you get mad, your mouth will go on and you can say something that you should have never said. And a lot of time, well, most of the time, that takes a lot of work. Right. Yes. And her tongue, her speech, the way she talks. Uh-huh. You dirtbag. Get over there and get that pet, that garbage picked up and put it in the garbage can. <laughs> you little rat. <laughs> Go clean your room. <laughs> oh, Lou, no. Watch out. Say something back. She's more like a mouse. <laughs> you little mouse. Get in there and do the dishes. <laughs> That's not the way you talk. Hey, Rue. Would you pick that garbage up, please? Help me out a little bit. Please, and thank you. Mel, would you go and do the dishes, please? I've had a really hard time, and I'm trying to get this done. Could you please get the dishes done for me? (laughs) Hey, Olive, could you please go clean that disaster of a room up yours up? Nobody can even get through there. We don't know what's living in there. (laughs) So we want to do things... We want to talk with kindness, with love, with strength. We don't want to be, oh, would you please do this? Because I I don't want you to be mad at me, but would you please? Right. And And no, you're going to do it with strength. Go do this. And thank you. Or else. Yeah. Yeah, or else. And And her tongue, which is her speech, which I just said is the law. Her tongue (laughs) is the law. You heard that, fellas. A general rule to regulate behavior or thought. So we're going to put in you what you, how you should think, how you should act, Mm -hmm. what you should do, Mm -hmm. and what you shouldn't do. We're going to have it in there so that you know every day of your life, you know what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of kindness. To address in such a way as to express disapproval or disappointment, but with love and mercy. Mm. And when a mama talks, you better listen. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> We're going to tell you these things because we love you. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you've done something wrong, you're going to be corrected. Uh-huh. We're going to tell you what you did wrong. There may be a punishment in there, but we're doing it because we love you. That's yeah. right. And we've got mercy on you because it could have been a whole lot worse. <laughs> yeah. She looketh well. She studies to the ways, the direction 
of her household. Mm -hmm. And Edith takes in, not the bread, she won't take in the lies of the devil. Right. She won't be lazy. Hmm. That's good. I just lost my place. Bless her. She won't be lazy in the way she raises her children uh -huh. or takes care of her family or her home. Uh -huh. It is a mother's responsibility to show a kid how to clean. Right. Whether it's a girl or a boy. Right. Yep. That's right. She's supposed to show the kids how to clean. She's supposed to show the kids how to cook. She's supposed to show the kids how to be respectful and polite. There's a lot more than just laundry and dishes, vacuuming or sweeping. There's a whole lot more. It's her job to show you how to love a husband that one day you will have. That's right. Or if you're listening, a wife that you one day you will have. It's to show how to keep a house. It doesn't have to be spotless. There's kids at home. It's never gonna be spotless. As soon as you get one room done, the other room is a disaster. But you've got to try. You've got to do the best that you can. And it's our responsibility to show you responsibility. Her children arise up. Her children arise up. They stand up. And they call her blessed. How do they do that? They do this. They do this by doing what they were told, what they learned while they were growing up. They they call their mom blessed when they are following the teachings of their mom. That's right. What they have taught them. That's right. Her husband also, and he praises her. Mm -hmm. He brags yeah. on her. He's smart. He doesn't only do it in public, right. but he does it at home. That's right. Because he is proud of the godly woman she That's is. That's right. And how she is raising their children. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Many daughters, many women. Mm -hmm. Again. <laughs> have done virtuously taught in the ways that God has commanded them but thou excellest them all if you have done all these you excellest all of them That's right. favor kindness pleasantness well liked is deceitful deceitful is misleading can give you an opinion of someone that may not be true or pure, you will know by the fruit of the tree. That's right. There are people that have come into your lives, girls, that are going to make you think that they are just it. They are just so cool. They are just so sweet and so kind. Oh, man, she's a great friend. And one day, she may stab you in the back. And you think that she's all that because she's so well liked. And she's all that because she's so pretty. Mm -hmm. 
that beauty is only skin deep. That's right. Amen. And you will see what a true person, somebody that truly cares about you, somebody that truly loves you, and somebody that is a true friend by their actions, the way they act, the way they talk, the way they do or don't do. And beauty. Now this is the way a person looks. It's in vain. Having or showing a very high uh, high opinion of one's appearance. That's what vain is. Is having or showing a very, very high opinion of one's appearance. Because beauty, like I said, is only skin deep. They can be beautiful in looks that be ugly on the inside, mm -hmm. which is what truly matters. Yeah. But a woman that feareth, that respects the Lord, she shall be praised, That's bragged right. on. That's right. She is worthy of praise. Mm -hmm. okay. Titus 2. Boss, if you're going to have time for your craft. I know, i got to hurry up. Well, just use Titus as your last one. It is. <laughs> Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to too much wine, teachers of good things. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior in a way that is pleasing to God, godly behavior as becometh holiness. This is finding out what God doesn't like and stop doing it. Uh, finding out what God does like and start doing that. I like that definition. <laughs> Not false accusers, telling lies, mm -hmm. speaking evil of someone, someone that tries to ruin someone's good name. Not given to much wine, not drunk. Teachers of good things, a teacher that teaches what is right and what is true. That they may, they may teach the young woman to be sober. This is to show godly behaviors, to make good and godly decisions, to love their husbands, to love their children. This should be evident even in public. I'm not talking about hanging all over your husband in public. What I am saying is he should receive respect in the home and in public. Yeah. Hold his hand. Loving your eyes for him. She should show love to her children at home and in public by correcting them in public, not by embarrassing them, but by godly correction. That's right. A mom is going to show you love and affection at home, and she's going to show it out in public. She's going to tell you, I love you. She's going to hug you. She might kiss you, and that might embarrass you. But Oh well. <laughs> One day you're going to be a mom too. And when you do, you're going to go all Google, all over that baby. And it doesn't matter how old that baby is. My youngest baby just turned 38. And I go gaga over her. She is my baby. My son is my baby. They are my pride and joy. And I always show them love and affection in public and in the home. That's true. My grandbabies. 
I show my grandbabies love and affection, but I also show correction where correction is needed with our children and our grandchildren. And that's what a godly mother is going to do. It's everything that I just read you. And if we do this, not you, but if we do this, we exceed far above all the others that did. Okay, what we're going to do, we're going to dismiss the, the kids and we're going to dismiss Kitty Irish. You're going to be stuck with us because they're going to be making something for you and you don't get to see it until it's done. It's going to be a surprise. They, they never get to surprise you, Irish. They're going to surprise you today. Okay, everybody else, you can. Uh, we're going to take a minute. You can uh, hit the water fountain, hit the bathroom, do whatever you need to do for a minute. Boss, well, excuse me. I, I got something to prove. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, and thank you too to Damon and Stacy for everything you guys do to get the, the word out there. Like the last two services, my phone crashed on it. Oh. <laughs> material is kind of rough. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that one, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I want to put a cap on this for Mother's Day. Uh, there's a verse that sticks out to me, and I know you can't see it all. I've got to buy some whiteboard markers so this stuff shows up. I hope to, while we're out of the, not paying rent here, I hope to be able to set enough money aside a little bit of time to get a nice portable projector that'll go right off my phone or laptop and I can put everything I want to put on the screen because I have uh, an abundance of things that can really uh, help the lessons, but that day will come, I hope. Uh, this is in 2 Timothy 1 and 5. You, you can turn there if you want to. Uh, Paul is writing to the young preacher that's going to replace him, the young preacher that he is mentoring, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 5. This is the guy out of the all the people, that all the helpers that... Paul has been through, this is the only one he refers to as his son in the gospel and also the one that is like-minded. He told one church that if I send Timothy to you, Timothy will handle everything at the church the exact same way that I would. That's what he told him. Now you have to do a lot of training with somebody to be able to send them somewhere and know that when they go there, they're going to handle it the way that they should, the way that you taught them to. Not only do you have to do a lot of training, but you have to have a lot of confidence in them. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, man, you can train somebody in, in, in everything to do things the right way, and when they get out on their own, that sense of power can go to their head, and they can just go off the rails, man. So Paul had a lot of confidence in this guy, 2 Timothy 1 and 5. And he's writing to Timothy, and he says, When I call to remembrance... When I remember the unfeigned faith, unfeigned means ain't no fake to it. It's real, right. right? It's legit. When I remember the real faith that is in you, this is amazing to me, okay? Which, which, that real faith that is in you, that real faith dwelt first in your grandmother. Oh. Yeah. Notice he didn't say the real faith you got is like the one your grandmother had. 
And he doesn't say your grandmother's faith is like the one you got. He says that same real faith that is in you right now, that was first in your grandmother Lois. So Timothy had a heritage, and he got it from Mammal. Amen. Now check this out, though. Then he says, the real faith in you dwelt first in your grandmother, and then it dwelt in your mother Eunice. There ain't no man mentioned here anywhere. There should have been. This would be a good scripture for Father's Day, too, with a bunch of boneheads. It wouldn't work at our church because the men here stand where they're supposed to. There's no man mentioned here. The, the grandpa, father, papa, AWOL, but that's all right. Mamma said, I'll do it. Right. This means Mamma, when grandson came along, whenever she had that grandson around, she would speak things into his heart. Right. She would take the time to teach him, not just to not touch the hot stove, but love the Lord your God with all your might. Grandmother did it, even though Papa was AWOL. And then it dwelt first in grandmother, and then in your mama, Eunice. So grandmother put it in her daughter, Eunice, even when daddy didn't help. Mama said, I'm going to do it anyway. I know it's right. I know it needs to be done. I'm going to do it. God honored it, and it stayed in her daughter. It stayed in Eunice. And then when Eunice had her son, we don't know where Papa was. We don't know where Eunice's uh, husband was, where Timothy's daddy was. But we know what Eunice did, the same thing her mama did to her. And now Timothy has a greater benefit than Eunice ever had because all Eunice had was one person in her life that would teach her about God. But along comes Timothy, and even though all the people in his life didn't do what they should, Timothy had twice as much of a benefit yeah. as his mama right. did because yeah. he's got mama and mama doing yeah. it. Amen. That's right. Yes, sir. And I want to tell you something about mama. This lady was smart. You know what the name Eunice means? When you look up Eunice, it doesn't say a woman in the Bible like some names does. When you look up Lois, all it says is a couple Hebrew women. When you look up Eunice, the definition of the word Eunice, victory. Amen. Amen. She named her baby girl Victory. Amen. So we got Mamma having a baby. Papa ain't doing his job. But Mamma didn't say, well, this thing ain't going to work. Mamma didn't say, God won't honor what I do because the man ain't there. Mama said, I don't care what this looks like. I'm going to have victory in raising my child in God. And just to prove it, I'm naming my baby Amen. victory. Amen. <laughs> you tell me about the power of one woman that makes up her mind. She's going to do this thing. <laughs> there Timothy is, gets old enough to talk, gets old enough to start learning what words mean. And Mama, what's your name? Victory. What? What do you mean your name's Victory? Why did Mama name you Victory? Why don't you ask Mama? <laughs> That just, that just sticks in my heart, man. Amen. Yes. God will honor anybody that makes up their mind they're going to sow into the heart of a child. Anybody. It doesn't even have to be a child related to you. And God will honor it. And so, look, I think of Mamma Lois got victory because her grandson 
is working with the Apostle Paul. Right, that's right. It would have been awesome if he'd have been a Christian. Mamma would have said, that's victory. It would have been awesome if he'd have been one of the preachers in the church with nine other preachers. Mamma would have said, that's victory. But Mamma's grandson, the son of victory, <laughs> Come on. That's it. Gets picked up by the Apostle Paul. Right. Yeah, went straight to the top. Who looked at one dude named Mark and said, Don't even bring him. I can't do nothing with him. Mm-hmm. But Mark, who hung out with all the other disciples, and he said, He won't do nothing. That dude bailed on me once. He can't do it again. I'm not giving him a chance. He done bailed once. I don't want him over here. But then he looks at a man, a young boy named Timothy, and he says, man, I met your mama, and that woman's full of Holy Ghost and fire. And then I met your mama. I never met a woman in my life named Victory. But after talking to her, I know why her name is Victory. You know what, Timothy? Why don't you come with me when I go to Maine in North Carolina to revival next month? <laughs> How they going? Oh, Mamma Lois had Victory for real. Power, just one woman. When it started out, it was one woman all by her. Oh. Uh-huh. Hey, Lois. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got another name now, Jimmy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. But was it a Mother's Day? When your family was at the river fishing and everybody said, what you want for Mother's Day, Mama? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Everybody said, what you want for Mother's Day, Mama? And Mama opened her mouth. What did Mama say? I said, I would love it if you all would be sitting by me in church on Mother's Day. See, because on that Mother's Day, it wasn't like this Mother's Day. Right, right. Hubby and son wasn't sitting in church on that Mother's Day. On that Mother's Day, it was just Lois. But Lois decided she's going to have victory no matter what. Putting prayer cloths in her husband's pillow. All right. Tell her son, devil is a lie. You're going to quit listening to that stuff, and God's going to get hold of you, son. <laughs> and then one day, they made a mistake asking Mama if you could have one thing in the whole world. One thing in the whole world, what would it be? Right. And I bet when she said, I'd like to have y'all sitting next to me in church, I bet it was dead quiet. Uh, but you know what happened? True story. Those words of victory, when it looked like defeat everywhere, stuck in the heart of a husband who turned into a great godly man. Yes. You don't just come and sit beside his wife on Mother's Day and Christmas. <laughs> Leads his family yes, to the house of God. And the son going to work out a song all week long and come play it in the house of God. Yeah. All because one mama yeah. said, devil is alive. I'm going to have victory. Amen. One mama. That's pretty. It is pretty awesome. We got Clark and Lois sitting in the front row. (laughs) I I gotta give you these two 
and then the cap is on, and whether they're done or not, I'm not going to ride the horse until it falls off a cliff. <laughs> Verse number 10. When it says, who can find a virtuous woman? This word virtuous, it doesn't just mean uh, uh, good morals. You ready for this? It means a force. A force. Proverbs 31 and 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a woman that is a force? Righteous. Her price is far above rubies. Proverbs 31 and 10. Sorry for that, y'all. I got a little tipsy on the lowest stuff there. <laughs> 31 and 10. <laughs> we are at the 11 minute and 52 second mark. We will be done in 20 minutes. 8 minutes, 10 seconds. Don't be so happy that you cannot go for an hour. <laughs> Verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? That word virtuous means a woman of force. That means this woman has an impact. Doesn't mean she's a battle axe. It means she has an impact. Even if you can find a woman who has an impact, her price is far above rubies. Uh, what that implies is she is rarer than rubies. The reason a ruby is expensive is because it is so rare. If they were common, they wouldn't be worth more than pennies. Yep. So what the scripture is teaching us is that a woman who is a force is rare. And look at this. With that kind of woman, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. He will have no need of spoil. You know what that is? That's King James Version for he don't have to go look for anything anywhere else. Right. Uh-huh. I, I, I said it. That's what it means. <laughs> the heart of her husband trusts in her. She is a force in his life. She is a force of good in his life. She will be a force of good to encourage him. When he wants to venture and do something, she will be the first one to say, maybe I don't understand all that. Maybe I don't even know if that's really going to work. But you know what? I know you. I understand you. I believe in you. And if anybody can make this work, you can. Yes. She is a force in her husband's life. And he trusts in that. But listen, when you have a wife who is a force in your life, she is a force of encouragement, but she is not a doormat. She is also a force in your life that when she really believes something is going to go sideways, she won't be all merely mouth about it and say, well, okay, if that's what you really want to do, I'll just come along and we all go off the cliff and we'll die together. No, not a woman who's a force. That doesn't mean she's nasty. That don't mean she's mean. That doesn't mean she mocks her husband. But what it does mean is she's going to stand there and say, look, I, I get what you're trying to say to me, but I need you to know how I feel about this and what I think about this. While I love you and while I trust you and while I believe in you, I don't feel good about this. We need to take a step back and let's think about this and let's pray about this together. A good wife is a force. 
And I thank God now for the times that Kitty has been the force in my life and said, hold up. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Amen. <laughs> A woman like that will do her husband good and not evil. How long? All the days of her life. All of them. A woman that's a force is a lot to handle. They ain't easy to handle. And by handle, I don't mean lord over them. I'm talking about learning how to allow that force to be right on the surface and wide open where it needs to be, when it needs to be, and how it needs to be, but also being man enough to where it might come out in an area that it shouldn't, in a way that it shouldn't, <laughs> how it shouldn't, being man enough and loving our wife who is a force enough to pull her aside and say, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. I love you, but you got to take a breath. You're going to blow a gasket. Yeah. <laughs> and that might be a gasket not, God don't want you to blow right now. I'm not looking at, at, at any woman in here right now. I'm smarter than that. I didn't get this old on accident. <laughs> She'll do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Man, when you what a what a what a gift it is, the three of us in here today, the three men in this room today that are married are gifted because we know that our wives are for us. We know that there isn't one area in our lives that our wives would intentionally do anything other than good for us, whether they're in front of us, next to us, or behind us. And that is a gift because it is not so in very many places. Amen. This virtuous woman, you know, I used to hear preachers preach about her like she was a prima donna, China doll, virtuous woman. But you look at this man, this woman right here is a machine. She is a worker. The first three verses cover her, her relationship with her husband. She's got his back, and she's going to do good things for him and in his life. And then the next one, she's a worker, household, man. Thirteen, seeks wool flats, works willing with her hands. Yeah. She's like the merchant ship bringing her food from afar. That means this wife ain't going to just go do all her shopping at the Walmart Supercenter. Now if she knows right. she can save $3 over at that store on this and $5 on that store on this, by God, she'll burn that extra gallon of cash because when she gets home she'll pull out the receipts if you want her to and show you that even though you didn't like driving around all day and you didn't like all the blue head women running your heels over with their shopping carts she saved you nine dollars and thirty five cents and that don't seem like a lot until you got to do the weed eating the next day in the morning and have to need nine dollars and thirty five cents to go in the gas tank and get your yard done hallelujah amen glory to God she rises while it is yet night and gives meat to her household and pours into her maidens. This is a verse where they got the old saying, a man works from sun to sun, but a woman's work is what? Never done. She gets up and it's still dark out. Because she's doing stuff to get ready to take care of her house. And I think right now, Irish, start working fork, fork, what? <laughs> I was 35 years old before I knew there was two four o'clocks. <laughs> I was getting up four o'clock. Monday, is it Monday to Friday, Irish? Monday to Friday, works from 4 a.m. to noon, eight hour shift, and they're starting another business. Yep. Yep. I think 
We got some Lois up in here. I think it's Stacy. Stayed up on third shift to get her writing done because she gets she's a freelance writer. Stays up on his PC quiet and she's got Spud locked in his room and he can't bother her. And she stays up and gets her writing done. And then and then she crashes out. And I'll talk to Jimmy in the morning and he'll be like, I'll talk to Stacy later. But she just locked out about an hour before I got up. But it'll be three hours later and guess who's out in the garden putting the beans in? Right. Stacy right next to Jimmy. Right. That's right. Amen. A man works the sun to sun. But a woman's work Maybe. is never done. That's a Bible woman. You don't see many of that anymore. You see the women today who have the privilege of not having to work because her husband works and one income can get them by. And a lot of these women, when the husband gets home, the house ain't been clean. He ain't got no clean clothes for work. She don't know what in the heck they're going to have for supper. And the husband, God, by God, he better not open his mouth and complain. Never mind he's been out working all day long, breaking his back, and she's been sitting at home on Facebook all day, talking about, I just didn't feel like doing nothing today. Well, I hope you that. We can have no more Wi-Fi. I bet you I have supper tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> this right here is a Bible woman up in here. You ladies are an example. You, I'm reading your, the way you love your husbands and the way you take care of your families. I'm reading about you. And this was written thousands of years ago. You are living up to the scripture, what God says a wife and a mom should be. Amen. Man, you ought to you ought to go up out of here today like I think I deserve something a little more than today. <laughs> huh? You didn't know you was in this Bible, did you? She considers a field, buys it, fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. Girds her loins with straight and strengthen her arms. She'll gird her loins with a with a hundred dollar dress. She ain't worried about going out and buying three hundred dollars worth of clothes, man. But by God, she's gonna be strong enough to get out and get some work done. She perceiveth her merchandise is good. Her candle goes not out by night. What? Why am I getting up when it's still night? Here it is the next night, and she ain't sleeping yet. She's up doing stuff for the next day. She lays her hands in the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She's busy about her business with her house. And look at this. Here's an awesome part. Here's how you know this God woman's got God in her. Here's how you know that she ain't doing all this because her husband said, if you don't, I'm leaving. This is how you know she's doing it because she loves God. Because even though she does all this for her house, it ain't just about her house in her life. She stretches out her hand to the poor. What? What you got left in your hand to stretch out, lady? You've been working all day. But she'll do it. Stretches out her hand to the poor, reaches forth her hands to the needy to help somebody else. Working from dark to dark for her own house and still want to help somebody else. Not afraid of the snow for a household or household of cold and scarlet. In other words, this woman thinks ahead. I ain't worried about no blizzard. I dress my people in red. <laughs> she makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. In other words, her people know her husband. You know why? Because when he shows up, he ain't wearing yesterday's clothes. Then when he wore them yesterday, was that yesterday's clothes? Because his wife don't wash no clothes for him. 
He don't come in there and he's got all the blood vessels stuck on his forehead and he can't talk business with the other men and, and take care of things outside his house because things are so chaotic in his house he can't think out straight outside of it. No, they see men like that every day. And Jimmy, so do we. Damon, so do we. Yeah. But the men that sit in the gate with this fella, they know this man's got a wife that loves him. When he comes here, he looks refreshed. He looks like he ain't worried about his mama gonna burn the house down today. No, he's got his mind right where it needs to be. And the only way a man can do the things outside the house to the best of his ability and with all his mind and focus and strength on it is if he's got a wife at home that's holding it down while he's gone and don't begrudge him when he's got to be somewhere else doing what God made him to do. Yeah. Well, I blew that nine minutes out of water, didn't I? I'm working on the second night. We're almost out here. I think right now when I was driving down to Wendy's to see Amanda, I left at 7.30 that morning to go up to Abingdon to go to the doctor's appointment. I got out there at 10 o'clock and I got right on 81 heading that way. Then I get almost there and I turned around going an hour and a half back and then it was two hours back that way. And you know, I'm telling my wife this. Now I'm going to tell you this. This is the truth. When we were young in the ministry, you know, it, it she had a, a problem with me being gone for a long stretch. Now, listen to me. She did not have a problem with what I was doing. She knew I was doing what needed to be done, but that didn't mean when, the, when we were young there wasn't a little bit of an attitude from her because there was. We hadn't grown up in God yet or in our marriage yet, right? And to this day, we covet our time together. Listen, I love every one of you, and I love you fellows, but if I get to pick and I only get one person to hang out with every day, it's going to be my wife. That's not dissing you. That's just how much I love my wife, right? And if you ask me to go somewhere, you know, unless you come out and say, hey, this is a guy's only meeting, I'm going to bring my wife because you didn't say not to. Right, right, exactly. That's right. Same here. Until the other day, driving all over Kingdom Come. I had a wife back at home, and every time I call her, I'm the one grumbling. She wasn't. Yeah. I was. I had the rotten, stinking attitude. If God would only done something, if I'd had the right attitude, my sister would be dead. Mm. I ain't like them apples. I don't care if that don't make me look good. I ain't trying to make me look good. I'm trying to make God look good. Right, and when amen. God can use somebody that don't want to be there and don't want to do what needs to be done, that makes God look good Thank because you, he's Jesus. God all by himself. Hallelujah. That's right. Yes. That's right. He don't need us. No, he just needs somebody to show up and do their job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm, Jesus. All right. She makes fine linen and sells it. She's got a side hustle, just like Irish. <laughs> she got a side hustle, just like Stacy. <laughs> Stacy's talking about, hey, let's get this little homeschool thing going. I was talking about, hey, let's get this little, let's get, let's get this little Filipino meal dish thing going on over here. They got side hustles. They already got a hustle. <laughs> this right here, I'm reading about you guys right here. Verse 24. She makes fine linen and sells it. She's already busy. She got a husband out doing what he's supposed to be doing. She don't have to do this. But everything in this woman's mind is, what can I do to bless my house? Mm -hmm. Damon, Jimmy, you are married to Bible women. Amen. Thank right. God. Amen. Strength and honor are her clothing. There you go. 
She'll rejoice in time come. In other words, payday's coming, Mama. You just keep working that hustle. You just keep getting up 4 a.m. You just keep writing them articles when Spud's sleeping. You just keep doing what you need to do. Payday's coming. But when Mama opens her mouth of wisdom, guess what? It's law. I love it. But it's a law of kindness. She ain't a battle axe. Right. That tongue ain't a whip taking layers of skin off her husband or her kids. Her tongue is law, and it's a law of kindness. Don't mistake kindness for weakness, because Mama will straighten you out on that real quick. Uh -huh. And here's how it ends. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. She ain't lazy. Idleness has a bread, and it's leavened like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. The bread of idleness, gossiping. Yeah. The bread produced by idleness is, is friction in the marriage. The bread produced by idleness is nasty stuff. Nasty home, nasty looking kids, nasty clothes, nasty, nasty, nasty. No matter what a woman's got to say. And look, here's the thing. I get called in people's homes all the time. A lot more than I would like. And I've been called into all kinds of homes in 30 years. And I am not exaggerating to tell you that 99 out of 100 homes I get called into, it only goes one of two ways. One, it either is still a dump, and I don't want to listen to the 10-minute explanation. I'm going to get it anyway, but I don't want to listen to it about why it never looks like this. And I caught them on the blue moons like, lady, this has been a blue moon around here for six years. It don't happen <laughs> in one day, right? Or else I come in and I smell pine salt so bad I'm going to get a buzz off of it. And the lady's all sweating and everything, acting like she's all cool sitting on the couch when I know you've been cleaning your house for four hours because you ain't cleaned it in four years. Not this woman right here. Right. Not that woman right there. Right. Not that woman right there. And not the one in the back room right there. Right. We are blessed, fellas. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Yeah, not, not at first they don't. They got to get a little bit older for that. Mm -hmm. You guys know as well as I do that you didn't know what a genius your parents was until you became one. That's right. Sometimes our parents are genius in what they do, so we know what not to do, but still. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you for this Mother's Day. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being in the presence of, of moms and mothers, wives, sisters in our church that live this book. And when we read these scriptures, it makes us think of Stacy and Irish and Kitty. What a privilege that is, Father. Just to know women that live up to the Bible, let alone to be the women that we're married to, let alone to be the women in our church family. Father, what a blessing it's going to be for those three young ladies in the back and all the other young women that are going to come in here that they've got living Bible examples of how to please you. What a privilege. And I ask you today, God, 
to to bless Iris's work yes. at 4 a.m. Let her have strength like she slept for eight hours. Yes. Ask your Lord yes. to bless that side hustle. Let it become the main Thank hustle. You, Ask yes. you today, Father, to bless Stacy when she's up all night writing the articles, Father. You, Ask you to give Thank her the strength you, the next day when she's out in the garden. Let Thank her have the strength God. like she yes. slept all night long. You. Ask you to bless my wife, Father, for being yes. the wife that would stand behind me when I've got to do things Touch that aren't any fun yes. to do, things that cause us to be apart Thank for hours you. on end, things that cause there to be Thank plans you. that get scrapped and never remade. I thank you for these thank ladies. You, I ask you to bless them, to honor them, encourage them, God. Let them be rewarded here yes. and when they see you face to face. Thank you, Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to bless your people this week. Keep them all safe and sound until we come yes. together again. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Spud, if you do me a favor and let Katie know that we're done.